I really do believe that this is going to be the best Lent for a lot of people because it's it's going to make us focus on maybe parts of our relationship with God that we've never focused on before. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Every Knee Shall Bow, your weekly Catholic podcast on evangelization. I'm Mike Gomer-Gormley, and I'm joined by my co-host, Dave Ain't Got No Virus That Can Beat Me, Van Vickle. How you doing, Dave? <laughs> uh, I'm okay. I'm, I'm beaten. I'm, I'm like hunkering down here, quarantining. I'm about to start, you know, putting barbed wire around our house and everything like that. and Counting my toilet. Sharp the machete. Yeah, carp- yeah counting my toilet paper. <laughs> yeah. I, but I, but I, I cannot spare a square <laughs> you know what gomer i am for the first time in a long time like looking at well what kind of projects can i can i do because i have had so many events cancel what about you i am the in the exact same boat right now we are recording this tuesday uh march 17th happy st patrick's day too yeah, yeah. that uh you gotta admit that was a good impression no, not that really. i was supposed to be in anchorage alaska right now i am so bummed the people in anchorage are amazing people i've been there several times i love it i love it i love it and i can't go i had to cancel um we've had too many cases in montgomery county where my church is based out of uh we had a a handful of parishioners who got quarantined because they were coming back from a pilgrimage to italy um just a lot of stuff you know people being observed my wife was at the uh rodeo when it was announced that they were going to cancel it the next day they canceled it in the middle of the day because a guy from my county was down there and so um it's it's definitely very real. I took it seriously starting about a week ago. I was like rolling my eyes so hard. Oh, come on, people. It's just the flu, basically. And then, uh, then you know, when the NFL, the NBA, you know, March Madness, sorry, no, Disneyland and Disney World. Disney World doesn't even shut down for hurricanes. Right. Like, come on. Right. They're going to lose $500 million a day day i think no it can't can that be yeah they're like a the park itself is like maybe not 500 million maybe it's 500 million a week they make like 20 billion at the park that, that's incredible that is incredible or at one of the parks yeah so this is what i keep telling people do you think they have medical professionals that are in the know when they're billionaires right the answer is yes they know stuff we don't know very scary so speaking of these very scary times we have our illustrious, I always call you a producer. Are you our producer? <laughs> yeah, what are you? Uh, that's a great question. Um, you know what? I've had that title before. I get I get podcasts out the door with a team. So I guess that makes me a producer. That's awesome. That was awesome. That was a boss statement. I get podcasts. I get podcasts. You know what I do? They the call door. me the mover. I get podcasts <laughs> out the door. That was awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I don't do anything like that. I get nothing out the door. <laughs> <laughs> well, you get your audio out the door and then All we right. push it, you push it a little further. So, I mean, we couldn't do what we do without you guys. Um, but, you know, That's to so be true. fair, you couldn't do what you do without us either. So I That's guess right. it's That's fair, right? <laughs> right. No, right. I'm kidding. Right. I'm not going to bite any hand that feeds um, <laughs> No, I'm kidding. I'm, I, as far as I'm concerned, I'm speaking into some strange box right now. I don't know anything else about <laughs> podcasting. That's it. So. Is this an ice cream cone? Martha, get in here. Is this an ice cream cone? What's a microphone? <laughs> That's what I figure old man Dave is like. You're just sitting there. <laughs> <sighs> There's so many wires, David. You're close. <laughs> okay. 
Very close. So we wanted to bring you on because uh, we really wanted to bum everyone out and mm-hmm. talk about COVID. Yeah. Yeah. COVID hyphen 19. <laughs> no, really what we want to do is talk about what does the church look like in an age where masses are canceled um, or at the very least, like in my diocese, the masses aren't canceled. Everyone's dispensed with the obligation. Um, but you're not allowed on campus, mm-hmm. right? You're not allowed at uh, events. You know, our, our offices are closed. But we are asked if, hey, you want to get a paycheck, we're working remotely. So um, I am, you know, I got my Slack channel open. I got my email open. And we're all just going text messaging back and forth all day the last two days. It's been kind of nuts. Um, but what is it like for y'all at Ascension, at the HQ, at the mothership? Well, <laughs> it. I, I mean, I said this to you guys. I think um, in some ways, you know, we've known that this is coming. A lot of the cr- content that we create, we're creating kind of a week ahead. And so um, a lot of the content that <laughs> Except we... Except for us. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> That's not true. That's not true. Every. I mean, it, it's all, it comes in cycles. Everybody's so busy. Um, and so a lot of people, you know, they're their lives have been like slowly disrupted. And so we started realizing, well, all the content that we have, like almost doesn't, it sounds weird to release it now because, um, it just, it's almost like it's not acknowledging this major thing that's happening that is, is just utterly, uh, demolishing what people expect of their day-to-day life. (laughs) And so, um, you know, we've really been, as a team, just kind of praying about, you know, what is it that we can do? We have, you know, we have a reach across a lot of different platforms. And I think we have a very, um, we have a very strong sense of responsibility. Um, and so we've been on the phone with a lot of different creators for us and asking them, you know, what, what's on your mind? What do you want to share? And then we're just trying to kind of facilitate, like bringing together what, what so many Catholic leaders have to say with what so many Catholics are like struggling with at this moment, you know, right now, obviously masses being suspended. That's like, that's a major pain point for so many people. Like we are really taken aback by this idea that, wow, we had access every day to the sacraments and, um, probably took that for granted and didn't like avail ourselves of that (laughs) enough when it was available. And all of a sudden now we're told we can't go to mass. So, um, we're just trying to, again, find out what do people, what do people want right now? What do people need? And then just try to get them, you know, get people as much spiritual nourishment and as much sense of connection to the whole and to the, to the church, like in, in a communal state as we, as we can. So sorry, that was long winded, but. <laughs> no, that, no, that's, that's awesome. And I think like, I think bringing up the fact that we kind of take things for granted is like important. And I, I've been thinking just a lot lately about the fact that like, this isn't new for a lot of people in the world. Right. You know, like there are a lot of people who can't do this because it's illegal or can't, you know, go to mass because of whatever reason, or, you know, there's not enough priests or something. And it is, it is a moment to like kind of stand in solidarity, you know, with Mm -hmm. what they experience and, and to realize like how much our faith is, uh, is affected by how easy it is for us to, to access it, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I remind people all the time, like, there are people in the world who, because of the impoverished conditions and ignorance and a lack of access to things like clean water and all this stuff, contagions themselves sweep through smaller communities that we mm-hmm. don't, you know, here in the West, we don't 
think about or know about. And, you know, whole people might get quarantined away from the ability to worship Christ right. in the Eucharist right. during Mass. Right. And my big thing is this, and I keep reminding people, okay, uh, the church says that the sacred liturgy does not exhaust the entire activity of the church. Right. Mm -hmm. And what that means is everything that it means to be a Christian is not just going to Mass. If I'm a good Catholic, that doesn't mean I go to Mass on Sundays and that's it. And a lot of people, I think, get caught up in that because, and you can hear that when they're talking about evangelization, because their emphasis is, how can I get people back to Mass? Mm. And it's like, well, that might be one of many bridges to bring people back home. Maybe it's outreach. Maybe it's, you know, serving the poor. Maybe, you know, it, it can be a million different things that begins to give them that encounter of Jesus Christ. And we just have to make that explicit. But one thing that I have noticed, um, and I'm sure this is common in any tradition, in any religion, but there is, especially with a liturgical and sacramental tradition, so we're talking the opposite end of like the Quakers, there is an element where when you have a memorized and prayed liturgy, I can just check out, right? I can go yeah, on autopilot, right. you know, I'm doing the external thing, I'm going to church, and you might even love going to church, but the problem is then maybe the autopilot isn't while you're actually attending the liturgy of the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass. Maybe it's when you come home. How do you live it? I know so many people theologically trained, love their Latin Mass, but don't have an ardent prayer life at home. They don't know how to pray with their kids or their spouse or, um, or even alone. And so that's what I was saying to people. I was like, stop saying, well, uh, you know, if you shut down my church, that's awful because you're barring me from God guess what? God is here. He's omnipresent. Yes, we do miss him, body, blood, soul, and divinity in the blessed sacrament of the altar, but we still have his divinity here in this, in this place, wherever I am made in the image and likeness of God, wherever I join with my spouse or my kids, two or three gathered in his name, we can't neglect that stuff. I had an interesting conversation with the priest who felt like I was emphasizing the imminent of imminence of God yeah. and not his proper transcendence. Right. And so I said, listen, I'm not. And he's like, I know you're not, but it just, I, I'm, I'm nervous people interpret you that way. So I said, okay, give me the third day and I'll, I'll go the opposite direction, make sure people understand that. But the idea that God is here is transformative. Right. Brother Lawrence, practicing the presence of God, right. right? These are the habits and behaviors of who we will be in heaven. It can't just be a thing I do at the church building. Now, certain things are reserved for that because that is a sacred place that is holy ground but when i come home as a baptized member of the church i need to make my home a sacred place and holy ground yeah and i, I think i think that for all of us uh, hopefully what it's going to produce is just a deep longing and and also it's gonna kind of um burn away the chaff you know what i mean like in, in a certain sense like we're gonna have to start to see what our motivations and everything and i i think it, it, it can even get to the point where when we miss daily mass, it's like, what? That's my daily schedule. I do that every day. You can't mm -hmm. change my daily schedule. And not necessarily that we're longing to taste and see the goodness of the Lord, you know. But um I'll tell you, I'll tell you, Gomer and Marisa, what I'm what I'm excited about is the entrepreneurialism I'm I'm seeing like on social media with Catholics. I don't know if you guys have seen any of these like uh 
the parking lot masses. Yeah. The, they're saying, and the, the, the drive through confessionals. Confessional. <laughs> I, mean, I, love I, I, I love, love stuff that. like that, you know, and it like, it's, it's cool because we needed to be doing that before. I mean, maybe not right. parking lot masses, but it, it like necessitates yeah. us to be more creative and apostolic about our uh, spreading of the gospel. Well, you know. that's something that I think, our team, you know, our team, we have this workflow, we have a production schedule and like, sometimes it's hard to break out of that because it's comfortable and it's like, well, you know, this is what we do. And this is, this has totally blown that open. It's like, what, what do people need and how can we get creative about serving it? And I saw that post about the priest doing the drive through confessions yeah. and it was like, oh my gosh, that's so spot on. But yeah, I mean, we're, yeah, it's awesome that you know, if this had happened 10 years ago, there would be fewer resources, at least digitally, right. you know, to be yeah. able to actually like walk with people through this. And, um, so that's one of the things I'm excited about, um, like figuring out how to like bring people together to pray together, like across the like countries and States. And yeah, we don't really have a sense of the universal church when we're just going to our Sunday mass or even our daily our daily morning mass. I think it's really easy to get, um, really insular with our parish communities. And I think this is, it's kind of neat that it's busting open those, those boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. What are some of the things, uh, Gomer, you mentioned that one of the things you're excited about is this returning to the domestic church. And, you know, and I know a lot of these listeners are, they're very active in their parishes and maybe their children are still in the home. Some of them may have children who are outside of the home. So what kinds of things do you, like, what, what are you going to do? You have young children. What are you going to do? And what could you imagine somebody whose kids are not in the home? How, how would they be the domestic church? Yeah, I, I really, really, really believe in this notion of the domestic church. Because if you think about it, right, because of our baptismal and confirmed dignity, because we receive the Eucharist, we are members of the body of Christ. My home should be, right, we are the royal priesthood. My home should be the place where the glory of God dwells in its fullness. So I should have religious artwork. I should have spiritual reading. I should also have theology books. I should have stuff that enables me to know my good and beautiful God. And so that's one thing is... Okay, I have all this. Now, if you're if you have a family, okay, um, what I, I tell people is let the fathers and mothers truly start to lead their children in prayer and scripture reading, do moments of silence, do reflection, figure out a way to have your school become a house of prayer and of charity. And what I mean by that is um, you know, my kids, they're like both of us have theology master's degrees. My kids hate going to church like anyone else's kids. Like it's like a war on Sundays sometimes. And even though they get it, it's still a, a, a battle for them, you know, because it's not fun. And that's all little kids understand. But now the idea is, you know, how often do I complain about not having enough time, not having enough time with my family? And now I have an abundance of time and it's like, uh, 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 I need to find something to do. Um, this is a beautiful time for us to reconnect with our kids, with our spouses, to avoid commercially driven entertainment and to just mm. experience one another. So I would just encourage you, if you're if you're a parent, if you're a spouse, start leading prayer. Find times to relax, find times to recreate. If you're if you have little kids, 
this is a great time to not just turn on the TV, not just turn on Netflix or Disney Plus, which are excellent babysitters, but uh, to maybe maybe to be their religious education teacher. You know, just say, hey, each day we're going to take a small lesson from Scripture, 20 minutes, and we're going to walk through it. Yeah, I think, I, uh, you know, there's a lot of resources coming out right now, too. Like uh, Magnificat Online offered their stuff for free. So even just simple things like doing the daily mass readings together. And it's kind of a beautiful time, too, that what I, what we're kind of doing is instead of me offering the reflection uh, just asking the kids, like, what do they think about it? You know, and it's been kind of a, a nice time to like see what they have to say about the readings and everything. And of course, we, we do we're, we do the family rosary, which is a, a normal thing for us. Um, but just adding in the spiritual communion, because um, when my kids are at school, they go to mass every day. And uh, that's been like a really it's it's been neat because it's kind of like what you said, Gomer, that um when there's changes, like it, it, it can, it can be pedagogical, you know, like I, I remember when they changed the, the mass last time, um, when they, uh, because of the language updates, I remember thinking like how great it was to be able to put shed light on that part of the creed and everything like that. And I think this time it's going to be the same thing that this is going to shed light on certain parts of our faith that we don't shed light on. And one of those things is just the idea of a spiritual communion, you know, and and I think what I love about the spiritual communion and why I bring it up during this podcast is that it's kind of like the the epitome of an expression of a personal relationship with Jesus, you know, like I can't be with you right now physically, but come spiritually into my heart and I'm going to just hug you as if you were already there in a sense, you know? Uh, so I, I think like it's it, like you said, it's going to, it's, this could end up being the best Lent many people have had in a long time. Yeah. No kidding. No kidding. And I'm, and, and I'm not just saying that because I've been practicing social distancing for 36 years. <laughs> <laughs> this is every introvert's dream. Finally, you're all in my world. Away with you. Away. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Gobert, here's something we, we should talk about, you know, and that is, um, there are people preparing for RCIA, right? Or, or who are in RCIA right now preparing uh, to come into the church at Easter. Are you doing anything <sighs> special? Uh, even though you practice social distancing, are you using any resources? <laughs> I know we, um, we're turning to resources like Ascension Press, things like that, and then doing a lot uh, just for the general population. I'm going to be doing like a daily readings commentary uh, by video. But what, are you, awesome. what are you doing or what are you seeing that, uh, that needs, you know, that we could use? Because I know a lot of DREs are asking this question. Yeah. So we are lucky. So at my parish, before I ever got there, um, we have the Great Adventure Bible Study Ministry, and they host eight separate individual classes a week that do the Great Adventure stuff. So when we were going through in our disaster response planning meeting, um, I was just going through the adult faith formation events, and this is two weeks ago, trying to you know guess what's what's it going to be like today. And I was like, well, the good news is our Bible studies are DVDs or streaming. So we can kick people out to their homes and small groups and have them do that. And it was such a relief because, you know, it's eight, eight classes, which means th a minimum of three classrooms because, you know, they meet together in a large group. They break out into right. small groups and all this stuff. So that's I mean, we're, we're just lowering the amount of impact that people have because they couldn't be, you know, if, if they're going to continue this study and be, um, they don't have to be near each other in order to do it. And then, um, so there's stuff like that. So my RCI, how do they, um, yeah. 
Oh, I was just going to ask, how do, how do they like connect for discussion? Do they use Zoom or Hangouts or like... So do they all, have all of those are the ones that we do on campus. And so what I encourage them to mm-hmm. do, um, a lot of their small groups are like maxing out at 10. And I just said, if you feel comfortable, please meet in homes in less than groups of 10. And I said that two weeks ago, uh, meet in groups in less of 10 um, or just divide into extra groups or... Um, or hop onto Skype and, or FaceTime. A lot of them are good with FaceTime because they have a, even if they don't have an iPhone, they probably have an iPad. And so a lot of them oh, can yeah. FaceTime. So um, FaceTime now does group FaceTime. So it's a, it's a good substitute. I think, I think we're trying to put together a video just like to help people figure that stuff out. Oh, cool. So That's a great stay idea. tuned. Yeah. Cause I mean, and it could be used with, with different resources, not like just Ascension stuff, yeah. but I think we're realizing cause a lot of people are just not familiar with how to use that stuff. So yeah. if we can create a little step-by-step, um, yeah, I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully that'll, that'll come out in the next week. So nice. I'll, I'll send it out. I'll make sure if it does get sent out, it gets put in the, um, the show notes email. Very cool. Yeah. Cool. Also, another thing, everyone's invited uh, who can listen to this and tune in Thursday night, um, the 19th. We are going to do a Glorify event. Uh, Glorify is a um, a thing that I came up with. It's like a Life Team XLT, if you're familiar with that, where you do a talk and adoration and praise and worship music. But I'm going to be doing um, the Glorify, the, the kind of the spiel of it is the talks are always gospel based. And so I'm going to do, because of our RCIA folks, I'm going to do a talk on the man born blind or the, the blind baker that Christ heals in John chapter 9, which is the readings for Sunday for the um, second scrutiny, right? And so uh, we're going to go through that, and then we're going to have a time of exposition and adoration that we're going to live stream. My church was set up for live streaming about six or seven years ago, and then yeah. we went HD about four years ago. Uh, it's not perfect. I think we need a couple more cameras to really make it better. But um, uh, a lot of a lot of churches don't have the capability at all. And so not only can we live stream, but we can live stream through the servers and through Facebook. So um, we can kind of do it both that way. So that's that's one of the things that we're going to be doing. Uh, Stephen Lenahan, our communications director, is going to be doing what I termed the Lenahangelus every noon. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that's, that's so wrong. That's so right. It's so wrong. It circles back and becomes so right. Uh, so we're going to do the Lena Angelus and then, uh, I'm, I'm just going to work on some faith formation resources. Uh, I took one of our cameras from the office and I'm going to just record some short videos and release them. So if you're into that sort of thing, St. Anthony of Padua, the woodlands on Facebook, look us up, check out our page. We're going to have a lot of stuff coming. We also have a hopeful video a video to inspire hope in these dark times being released uh, uh, that your uh, brother's uh, company is helping us with, the Sherwood Fellows. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah they we're, we're doing a capital campaign, and there are people for it. And uh, That's so cool. Yeah, we're, host, we're running the campaign in-house. Stephen Lenahan's in charge of it. And he outsourced to Sherwood all of our creative stuff. So we get all these, like, sick graphics and... You know, all that. I love it. I love it. So they're going to make a like a three minute video, I think, something like that. So, yeah, y'all should check out our uh, Facebook page. Nice. And I think I think we're going to try and do some live masses. We figure like the more live masses that are out yeah, there, it would be the great. better because yep. people, you know, imagine if you could log in, log on any time of the day and come across a live mass in your feed. Um, 
So I think, yeah, so um, Ascension's Facebook will also have some of that. I think Father Mike might be doing some extra reflections. Um, Jeff Cavins will be doing some extra reflections. So we're going to try and put, yeah, just a, a, a stream of good stuff out there, not because everybody can consume everything, but because people's schedules are so in flux that, you know, the opportune moment for one is not the same opportune moment for the next. Yeah. Um, so maybe, yeah, what we can do is put together a big, you know, a big list of resources, like our, our resource section for the show notes this week will probably be pretty extensive because we'll try to try to get that out to all the listeners. Great. Yeah, great. And I have a, a YouTube channel. I don't. I think it's called Mike Gormley, uh, even though every time you search for Mike Gormley, Mark Gormley comes up. And I'd he has him. these karaoke videos. They are oh, incredible. I'm totally watching him. Yeah. Oh, they are incredible. He's this nerdy looking dude with a huge mustache. And he sings the this weird high pitch voice. And people are like, dude, I love your video. And I'm like, that's not me. Stop it. That's not me. <laughs> that's um, awesome. But uh, I, I think we'll ju- I'll just be posting. Um, it's very easy to use the, the go live feature on YouTube. So I think I'll do some um, online catechesis and stuff like that. So um, just stay tuned to that channel because nice. it's great. Once you go live on YouTube, it then just saves it as a, as a video. So it's pretty cool. Huh. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I think that the, the, the big key here, guys, is that we don't know how long this is going to be. So make a rule of life, you know, yeah. make a coronavirus rule of life uh, <laughs> while you're home, you know, because it'll pass you by if you if you just uh, kind of sink into Netflix or sink into entertainment or even sink into Corona on Fox News or something. Right. You know, um, Corona uh, so, watch. So, right. <laughs> right. So make yourself a rule of life, you know, for this and and and, and take the make the most of this time i i think that i really do believe that this is going to be the best lent for a lot of people um because it's it's going to make us focus on maybe parts of our relationship with god that we've never focused on before yeah yeah there is a cloistered nun who shares some of her uh tips and she says the first thing oh, yeah that she's need... awesome what's that she's awesome I, I love it yeah she said you know waking up getting ready for the day, getting a, the bus to work or whatever it might be, that imposes order. You need to make sure that you create that order and build that peaceful rhythm into your time. Yeah. I thought that was so important. So if you, yeah. Sister Mary Catherine Perry, it's on nj.com slash opinion slash 2020 slash blah, 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 blah. Sister Mary Catherine Perry as uh, uh, cloistered nun share social distancing pro tips. <laughs> That's <laughs> that awesome. awesome. Yeah. So structure, that is structure awesome. your day, structure your day. Well, if you guys, I'm kind of interested, do you guys have like, what's like one thing that you want your, like a spiritual focus that you want your listeners to have? What's, what's something that you think the Lord is either doing in your hearts or like wants to do through this? That yeah. has become ev- evident to you. Yeah, you, you know it's funny because um, I, my, I had picked a long time ago, like before Lent started, that my theme for Lent was going to be poverty. That my reading and my prayer and all my meditation was going to be centered around the the virtue of poverty, spiritual poverty. And I think, like, it's for some reason it has just dovetailed perfectly with with this. You know that you know the isolation, the kind of longing right this longing that it's creating the fact that the the bishops have you know uh, canceled most public masses right like this longing um and and just the idea that like we are nothing without god 
is really um, it's just underlined in such a way and kind of um, just really uh, pounded into us in such a way when we're when we're lacking the sacraments. So the idea of spiritual poverty, mm. man, man, that was what that was awesome. Oh, okay. All right. Your your Lent is much better than mine. I, I, my 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 dream my dream is to be the Anoim. I want to be the Anoim of Yahweh. Oh gosh, here we go. <laughs> All right, Hebrew. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, mine's the opposite. I've been meditating on spiritual <laughs> richness and uh, how to with Joel Osteen. With Joel Osteen, how to chase that paper. I believe is the name of my upcoming Lenten reflection series. Uh, no, <laughs> you know, really, what I I hope people can do. This is it's going to sound weird because it's probably going to be the opposite of what we are drifting towards, what gravity is pulling us towards. But I hope people get away from screens yeah. and get with with family, friends, people, neighbors in small groups. Uh, but I, I really do feel like um, this is an opportunity to because we're so rushed, you know, we're so rushed. Right. That hopefully this can slow us down, even if it's like remote working for the first time in our lives or something like that. Like may, maybe now you can get that full eight hours of sleep you've been needing to get and right. need to get. Right. And, and, and maybe now we can just turn off the TVs a little bit earlier, you know, or the TV becomes a dessert. Right. It's a treat. And I, I the the nun shared that. She said the last thing is. Uh, relaxation and recreation she says we always complain that we don't have enough time and now that we have enough time we're afraid to be alone with ourselves and i i mm. think that's very true and I, i'm afraid to be alone with my kids sometimes because they're so demanding but now it's so like this is the one thing i've been complaining about and now it's like our biology has forced this upon me so i hope we can all yeah. take that uh and, and really build up our our at-home communion that's awesome yeah, I like it. Spiritual gluttony is what I call it. It's been my focus during Lent. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Go ahead. Yeah. All right. And as a special treat, well, when that's... we hang up this show, Marisa has volunteered to come up on the fly with five <laughs> practical takeaways. <laughs> no. Yes. Corona. Okay. Corona takeaways. Oh, wow. I've never had to the do this. The Corona takeaways. Um... But as always, uh, we hope that you'll tune in next week. Actually, we have a big show next week, uh, correct? Oh, Gomer, we have a, oh, a special guest. Oh, we have the, the preeminent theologian, Dr. Scott Hahn. The man, the myth, the uh, legend, Dr. Scott Hahn. Joined us. And so, yeah, you'll want to tune in because uh, uh, he, he dropped some things. I mean, I've been listening to him since I was, what, 13 years old, and you have been too. Yep. He definitely dropped some things that I was like, I have never heard that in my life. That's yep. awesome. Yeah. And I just really hope that um, as we go forward, these these podcasts and things like this can become the little nuggets that keep feeding you and keep you honest and keep you centered and keep you grounded as we, you know, shelter in place. You know, it's wild. Mm -hmm. Amen. So when we come back, Amen. we'll have our five practical takeaways for the coronavirus quarantine 2020. <laughs> yeah. And uh, as always, if you have a question, please email us at EKSB at AscensionPress.com. In the meantime, check out the resources at the resources at Ascension Press, and uh, there's going to be plenty of stuff for you to fill your Lent with, even at home.
Wouldn't it be nice to have a Bible that actually explains how to navigate it and make sense of it? A Bible that includes a detailed plan for how to read it with a page layout that's designed for study and personal devotion? Now for the first time ever, there is a Catholic Bible that does just that. A Bible that incorporates the same color-coded learning system that has proven so effective in the Great Adventure Studies. I have had the privilege of working with some of the most talented biblical scholars of our day, Mary Healy, Andrew Swafford, and Peter Williamson, to create the Great Adventure Catholic Bible. This Bible makes the complex simple as it guides you through the narrative woven throughout salvation history. The translation is the Revised Standard Version, Second Catholic Edition, an elegant, accurate, and modern Catholic translation. The Great Adventure Catholic Bible is perfect for your personal devotion and Bible study, or as a gift for friends and family. If you want to understand sacred scripture and be transformed by the Word of God, then this is the Bible for you. Pick up your copy at ascensionpress.com. And we're back to every knee shall bow with your five practical takeaways. I hope you uh, heard about some great resources there from ascensionpress.com. We're so happy to be a part of the Ascension Press family. And, uh, you know, these resources are going to be specific. We thought about these specific for people who are hunkering down, practicing social distancing, but Gomer, not spiritual distancing. Okay, right? fine. Fair enough. <laughs> I liked it. Uh, number one uh, with the practical takeaways is pick up a daily devotional, right? They're, they're, these are all over. There's daily devotionals all over. It might be the Magnificat. It could be the Word Among Us. There's plenty of things out there, but just something that you can sanctify your day with. And also, you know, just kind of a longing for that liturgy, right? If you're doing the daily readings of the of the, of the the Mass, uh, it, it'll place that longing in your heart that you want to, you know, you commune with God in the Word, and you want to commune with Him in communion, in, 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 in the Eucharist. And so it's going to just increase that longing in our heart. All right, number two, faith formation. Do something faith formation-wise. Listen, people, we need to up our Catholic intellectual game. Uh, when you feast on nuggets, sometimes it can be difficult to truly uh, be able to comprehend the word that we're receiving. So disciplined thought leads to a fuller understanding of the faith. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to encourage you maybe to get the Kindle version or you know whatever online version you use maybe of... Uh, Pope Benedict's Jesus of Nazareth. I want to Ooh. recommend that because I think he does an excellent reflection um, throughout the life of Christ. And I, I think it is so powerful and it's not, it's nice. not just sentimental, which some of these life of Christ oh, things yeah, can right. end up being. Get Pope Benedict's Jesus of Nazareth. And let's, uh, let's start reading that. Nice. That's awesome. Uh, number three. Uh, what I want you to do is just, uh, you might be already doing this, right? Uh, I think a lot of people are doing it out of necessity, is bring back the idea of, of, of spiritual communion, right? This is a devotional practice that's right from the heart of the church. St. Alphonsus Liguori used to talk about it all the time, and all it means is a prayer to ask Jesus to come into your presence, to come into you in a non-physical way, like with communion, like with the, the, the Holy Eucharist. So uh, most of the spiritual communion prayers I've ever read just kind of go something like this, like, Dear Jesus, I cannot now receive you physically, but come at least spiritually into my heart, and I reverence you as if you were already there, and and just experience His presence. You know, 
know that that we can experience it in in different ways, right? The presence of God, but it's a beautiful prayer, and you can pray it all the time. You can pray it on the hour or whenever, um, uh, but certainly once a day uh, to kind of uh, remind yourself of those masses that have been canceled, and, and yeah. again, increase that longing. Marisa, you got one for us. Yeah. So number four is to to figure out a way to serve. To I think we talked a little bit about like reach out to your parish probably by email. There's probably no one there, but maybe shoot an email um, to your pastor or to someone who's in leadership there and ask what are the needs. Like are are there needs? You know, maybe there are elderly who need meals, or um, you know, they might need like prescription. Right. Uh, prescription medication picked up. Um, so there, I'm sure that there are a lot of needs out there that your parish is aware of. Uh, I hope they're aware of them, or if not through your parish, maybe through your neighborhood, be connected to your neighbors, stay connected to your neighbors and, and figure out how to serve. Oh, that is awesome. And, uh, yeah, Dave, you ready? Number, yeah, sure. Number five, okay. uh, for the final one, kind of going along the line of the spiritual communion, uh, just the daily examination of conscience, right? Uh, just practicing that. It's a, it's a great way, right? I'm, for most of us, we're going to be sent, spending our, our entire day within one home, right? And it, it's it's literally almost makes it easier to just sit down and say, Lord, how have I served you today in this home? And how have I failed you today in this home? Like, what what have I done? What have I strayed from? Kept my heart from you, um, but practicing that that you know, just the the daily examine and and a, and a quick prayer for repentance. Um, these are beautiful little devotionals from the heart of our faith that can. I mean, they they made saints. There's no question. This is part of the lives of many saints. So, oh, that is awesome. This has been a special coronavirus edition of Every Knee Shall Bow, <laughs> your weekly Catholic podcast on evangelization. I want to thank everyone for joining us, especially Marisa, the world's greatest producer. <laughs> thank you for having me. I'm really humbled to be on the show. We love working with you guys. And yeah, it's kind of surreal to actually be here with you. Not with you, actually. But, yeah, you know. yeah. To be socially Skype. distant, but via <laughs> Skype. <Yeah. laughs> no, it's awesome. Everyone listen awesome. out there. We've got your emails. You still are sending them in. Thank you so much. Join us on uh, Thursday night on St. Anthony of Padua, the Woodlands. If you want to uh, see me in all my carnivore glory, share the gospel. Pants fit me now. Pants fit me. Um no, so uh, I want to encourage you to do that, and I also <laughs> want to say, um, you know, right now, we need each other. We need each other in a different way, though, so please, though, don't stop emailing. Let your emails come in. When we have time to sit here and puzzle this stuff out, we would love to, um, you know, me and Dave have a little break in our travel schedule now for the uh, foreseeable future, and um, so maybe we can hammer out some more of these episodes where we get through your emails. They have been great. Keep them coming and stay safe stay healthy god bless god bless god bless